Hello, welcome to the Oswald Game. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the Age of Sigmar Stat Centre. This lovely bank holiday Monday in the UK. If you guys aren't aware of a bank holiday, it's a... Uh, it's a... I don't know what it is. It's a, a Saturday night. It's a Sunday night where I have to DJ till six in the morning. Hence the late... Uh, hence the lateness of the show. Apologies to everyone who's joining me live. This is obviously filmed in front of a live studio. Twitch audience, every Monday, midday UK time. Almost all of the time. Um, and so you should join us. And normally it's my, my, me and my, friend, my co-host, Mr. Owen Jackson, but he's also busy as it's a bank holiday. Basically a public holiday today. But I couldn't leave today without doing the show. So I'm excited to be here to talk about event results from around the world this weekend from Age of Sigmar tournaments, etc. Thanks, everyone, for joining me live. Scott B, I see you. T-Man Cash, thanks for subbing. A load of people subbed in the chat. Uh, Psycho, lovely to see you. Hot Sauce Teddy, thanks for being here. Hope everyone is well. Um, Owen's probably still partying. That's 100% true. Okay, not loads of two-day events around the world. In fact, I was only able to find one so um, if I if I missed any, do let me know. Uh, we are off the back of um, quite a few uh, one-day tournaments. And we're also off the back of the most recent FAQ, obviously, uh, that came out last week. So we've just had the Age of Sigmar FAQ. So all of these event results will be without that FAQ in mind. Not that I think that FAQ is going to change um, many of these results particularly, but I do think that what they might do is that we might see some uh, some particular gnarly builds float to the top, depending on how people rule that ward and DPR save. So we'll see. We'll see what the situation is there. Uh, hey, hey, Pask, uh, big, love to, uh, big love to you. Uh, thanks for sending me that link here earlier. I appreciated it. Uh, right, okay, so let's talk about the event results from around the world, shall we? Uh, we're, still, um, we're still putting our actual stats together. Um, so our stats database, there's already some uh, some people have put some good stats together already, specifically our friends over in Spain. Um, um, so uh, we've been looking at that, but our stats crew are working a little bit harder to make sure we, we, we nail everything perfectly. Not that those guys aren't working hard, of course, uh, but we're just trying to put it together really well. Uh, hey, hello, Alex, hope you're well. Um, uh, Jeffrey Mirza, many TOs already ruling the world save as non-stackable. I think that's going to be an interesting one, right? Uh, just just drop it into resub and say I finally got my first game of AOS this weekend. Bomb Squig, how was it? I hope it's well. Hope it was good. Pragmatic saw mean people would uh, see mean people were you to on Facebook after you posted your link to FAQ, uh, and I just want to say fuck them. You're the best run out there. Thanks, Pragmatic. Appreciate you. That's fine. That's fine. It was a clickbaity YouTube thumb, um, and it worked. Uh, which is the important part. And as long as I got the information out there to the, the people, which is what I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to bring the skill level up of all of us all up together. Uh, it's already higher than me, so <laughs> just doing that as a gang. Uh, played two games yesterday, 41 was running into combat. It's a strong... Uh, it's strong took down post FAQOBR. Oh, Shugo, that's very interesting. Hey, Jacob Berry. I mean, you can definitely work on your communication very bad. Still subbed. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob Berry. <laughs> That one guy. Right, let's talk about events from around the world. So, as far as I'm aware, our only two-day event... Oh, my God. Let me just... Uh, I put this together very last minute this morning, boys, because uh, I was up late. Um, is uh, I'm actually running on four hours sleep just to get you guys this. So, love you all to pieces. Um, our only event that w I know of, two-day event that occurred this weekend, and if there were more, and you're listening, like, Rob, you didn't mention ours, you should email the Age of Sigma Stat Centre. It's in the link... 
uh, below. You should get in touch with me. Uh, you should find me on Twitter and you should add me and you follow me and send me messages and that's the way. Um, tweet me, Rob, there's this event and I'll pay attention, okay? So uh, the Toowoomba Open. Now, this is actually uh, on my bucket list of events I would like to attend. There's uh, definitely very high on this list. Uh, high on the list is the Toowoomba Open. Also, the Runex um, Team Championships as well one day is on my list. So it's a two-day event in Toowoomba. Uh, the home of the Fail Charge uh, podcast, if you guys haven't listened to that. It had 37 players, and there was only one person in the 5-0 bracket. Now, don't forget, if it's got five games, consider it a bracket. So some more than more than two people could have gone 5-0, but they didn't. Only one person went 5-0. We did have two people, uh, Tim and Corey, go four, uh, four wins, one draw, and one loss. Uh, no, no, sorry. Four wins and one draw. And then we had Tyler and Tyler McDonald and Sam Thompson. They both went four wins and one loss. So Tim and Corey, uh, that's Tim McDivitt and Corey P uh, Papanepi. Uh, I can never say that right. Um, uh, I think it was Corey, actually. Let me just double check and make sure I've not fucked that. It was Corey. Um, they went four wins and one draw. And we'll talk through the list now is what we'll do. Um, Rob, the new video format was out this world. I'm not even YouTube. So thanks, Eric. I appreciate you. Uh, I also enjoy the tubes content. Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. I will try to make more YouTube style content, but I absolutely love hanging out with you guys and doing this. Um, uh, Slav gag. Just call him Corey Pap. I will call him Corey Pap. Thanks, Tank. Thanks, Pass. Sorry. <laughs> uh, psycho. Please clarify the ward after save situation, as there was a lot of confusion after your initial reading. Time FEQ clearly allows for armor saves, a single ward save. That now includes bodyguard trucks, a single after allocation save. Still unsure. Uh, oh, thanks to uh, S Plunkin uh, 309 for donating £20 to the show. That's fucking rad of you. Um, Psycho, I'll try and clarify at the end. Let me just go through and do what I'm, I'm here to do. And then we'll, if you've got any questions at the end of the show, I'll bring that up if that helps you. Um, and if you can't stick around for that, I'm sorry. We'll try and do that on Wednesday. Wednesday is when I talk to the chat for the whole day. So come and see me on Wednesday and we'll have long chats about it. It'd be cool. Splunkin', thank you loads. Right, so in the 5-0 bracket this weekend was Mr. David Kerr, formerly an Australian master. Let me actually just try and bring this image up for you guys uh, instead of me just, instead of you guys not being a part of the conversation. Let's get it in there. Um, there we go. Um, so... Uh, Dave's an amazing Warhammer player and person, uh, basically. Um, and you, you probably—he's—he's one of the—he's very up there in the skill sets uh, over in Australia. And Australia genuinely is producing some very solid war gamers. Um, like I'm very, very excited to see them on the international stage in the next couple of years, whenever that can occur again. So I'm—I'm I'm hyped to see it. Uh, and Dave's doing some really solid work with this 5-0 list. He's also, this is a list or a similar list to a list he was pushing around in Age of Sigmar 2. So he hasn't really been messing around. Now, he's got a Despoilers Slaves to Darkness list and it has got Archeon in. So yes, it's Archeon, but it's not Zinch Archeon and it doesn't benefit from a load of the things that that does have. Um, uh, but it does have uh, some really solid tech inside of it. So he's got Archeon. Um, and then he's also got Bellacore in there as well. So he's got the piece to go and smash, of course, in Archeon. But he's also got Bellacore to shut down the opponent's key threat, which is such a devastating combination. It also gives him two monsters, which I think is really key. He's also got the Slaves to Darkness Demon Prince uh, with the Mark of Core. Now, don't forget that command ability for the Blood Slick Ground. Uh, you can find the lists. Yes, absolutely. I will send you the list right now. Uh, here is the link to the lists. I'll also... Um, not today, 
But tomorrow, uh, I will be putting the uh, link, the lists also on the Honest Wargamer.com. Um, and I'll be trying to backdate any lists that I haven't done yet from the past couple of weeks. So if you want to find these sorts of lists, or if you're one of the people that have played with these lists and you want to write your own list on the Honest Wargamer.com, you can go write your own lists on there, write your own rundowns, share it with your friends. It's all free just for you guys to just use and enjoy yourself, right? Can you enhance for the blind? Uh, yes, I will try. Enhance? There we go. Um, but weirdly, my face is in the way, which is super frustrating. One second, let me just fucking move myself. Every different tournament app has got a different placing. So there we go. Right, okay. So, like I said, Archeon and Bellacore. Now, don't forget Bellacore's Dark Master ability to shut down a unit. Really, really key. Uh, Archeon. And all of the things he's going to be able to do. An additional, uh, so he's got reroll ones from that Aura of Chaos from Zinch, which is obviously going to be massive because he's going to use in their finest hour. He's going to use Mystic Shield. He's going to use all out defense. So he's going to be on a two up, maybe ignoring Ren one, maybe ignoring Ren two, and he's going to be rerolling ones to save. Um, and then, so that's a very deadly uh, Archeon, but he's not minus one to hit. He's got Bellacore to shut down opposing enemy threats. He's got the Safe Start on Demon Prince to shut down charges. So he's going to half charges where he needs to. Um, he's got a Chaos Lord as well. So for piling and uh, activate twice on that on uh, on Archeon as well. So he's going to make him in there. Yeah, a bulky Bellacore, 100%. Uh, and then finally, he's got three units of 10 Chaos Marauders. So like absolutely min battle line. Um, uh, this was pre-Ed Sheeran change, Dave Frazier. So this is pre-the FAQ. Um, uh, hey, Gangsters Paradise, big love to you. I'll drink some water, I promise. I got it. Mm. Now, the thing that I love about this list is the Chaos War Shrine with a Universal Prayer heal in this list. This is hot shit. This is really important because one of the things about Archeon is that he's got an ability in the hero phase to heal. Obviously, also, he can use Heroic Recovery on a Bravery 10 to heal another D3. So this gives him a potential 15 D3 heals over the course of a battle round. Not for, uh, sorry, of a game, sorry. Not forgetting that he's going to be on a 2-up save, re-rolling ones, ignoring spells, ignoring mortals. He's very tanky. But that healing is going to be pretty... A Bravery 12, actually. Thanks, Pass. Love you. Um... So, like, he's very, very likely to be able to uh, heal 15d3. But Dave hasn't shied away from that. And instead, he's double-downed on it. Double-downed? Fuck, I'm a mess this morning. Sorry. He's double-downed on it. And he's got a war shrine with heal. So that's a potential other um, 5d3. So that's 20d3 he could heal over the course of a game, right? Which is huge. Yeah, He's just going to be really, really solid. Now... I find this list really interesting because also it's got these minimal battle line units, these Chaos Marauders, and we're actually... Uh, hey, forgive. Hope you're well. Oh, so nice to see you. Miss you. Um, the, uh, th we see this a lot now in Age of Sigmar 3. Big monster pieces, min battle line. We've seen it with some Stonehorn lists, with Saber Tusks. Um, we've seen this quite a few times, and, and, and some lists play into it really nicely as well. But it's so interesting not necessarily needing to hold so many objectives. Age of Sigmar 2 was about having as many objectives on the board as it was possible to hold. So you need a lot of bodies in a lot of places. Age of Sigmar 3, you oftentimes are only holding two if you're holding two at all. Right? Sometimes you might be trying to hold three. But, like, Archeon can pretty much go clear one objective on his own. So you really only are trying to hold one. Um, 
And so I think you're going to see this more and more. It's going to, you're going to require having less bodies all the time. Um, and I personally think that that's, that's just a really interesting take. Dave's obviously an excellent gamer as well. Uh, so he's just, he's always going to do good. Right. Timothy McDivitt um, went 1-4 and got a draw, as did Corey. So we'll look at their lists a little bit. So they're in the 4 and 1 draw bracket. Um, uh, forgive. Now I'm all about the more crucial rogue guide on 30 Savage Lights. There you go. Same sort of idea, right? Every game I play involves a big monster piece, if you know what I'm saying, Dave Fraser. <laughs> I really miss you guys. Like, honestly, I thought, like... Having a day off, if you guys have never tuned into the Unspoiled Game before, I streamed for 500 days in a row. Yeah. Now having a day off, I truly get excited to come back and hang out with you guys. Anyway, so excited to see you guys. Um, uh, what's Pask saying? Too many battle line can be a problem with broken ranks, uh, says Pask. Yeah, that's true, Pask. You do need battle line, though. I th What I'm trying to say is, is I don't think the battle line... And having 10 Marauders, they're not really, like, committed to the battle line. Like we saw in the Super Series Showcase match, uh, where we saw the Southland and Legion try and, like, they were, like, 20 play barriers, 20 play barriers, 20 more tech guards, 20... Like, they always had, like, thick, chunky battle lines not to give away broken flags. I think you're always going to give away broken flags. Don't even think about it. Instead, go for the bonus victory points with the monsters. I think it's, like, instead of trying to deny 2VP, maybe, and it's such a... Like, uh, it's such an unlikely occurrence that you're going to potentially give, like, you're not going to give away broken ranks. So instead of committing to that, instead, try and score your bonus one victory points is what I think is happening. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't think you even try and give it, like Jacob said in the chat, I don't think you even try and not give it up. You just, you just, you just get over the extra points. Stab Grot, so nice. Thanks for subscribing. I must be a professional subscriber. It was cheaper this month to subscribe. Oh, if you guys don't know, I'll just quickly all let you know uh, if you do subscribe on Twitch. Twitch has actually changed its terms of service. Uh, let me just do a, a big a big me for this so you guys can see. Um, uh, Twitch has changed its terms of service, but more importantly, it's local currency rates all around the world. Effectively, it's made all subscriptions all over the world cheaper for the people who do subscribe. So if you are a subscriber right now, um, you're actually going to be paying less for your subscription. In a year's time, Twitch gives us less money. So they're giving us a year, which is really nice, uh, but we get less money for each subscription over uh, in a year's time. Uh, but you guys are paying less, which is also nice. Just as a side note for anyone who does subscribe on Twitch or wants to um, to use those things, uh, if you do want to subscribe to us on Twitch, super appreciated. There's different tiers you can subscribe to. Um, and uh, uh, and also, um, we have our own Patreon, the Honest War Gamer Patreon. So if you want to support us there, um, then that would be much appreciated. Patreon doesn't take as much money as Twitch. Anyway, fuck, that was such a shit sales pitch. I'm sorry, but um, I'll fucking whip over there uh, but if you do subscribe on uh uh twitch you do get all the cool emotes which like honestly dudes if you want to give give me some money for the show and support it i fucking love you and appreciate you if you don't fucking do you like it's super cool i appreciate you anyway yeah i i get to this for a living i'm the happiest man in the world like i get to eat most days it's fucking cool love you all yeah um i just i was more informing people because i got explained it to yesterday right anyway fucking shut up <laughs> Four wins, one draw, Toowoomba Open, yeah, Timothy McDivitt with a Lumineth Realm Lords list, and he's got Zytrek 
um, the, the great nation. Now, don't forget, Zytrex is going to give you plus one to casts, and also uh, your wizard, your general uh, with fast learner is going to be able to uh, reroll one of the casts. I think that's what it is. Um, or you can try and unbind the second one. Um, most days. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, right, so in his list, in Zytrek, and this is cool because it's not Helon and it's not Sire. It's slightly different, and I think I, I can kind I think I can kind of see what Tim's going for here. He's making more reliable casts across the, his army, um, is what he's aiming for, which I think is quite cool. Um, so he's got Teclis, and he's got the Cathalar, and then he's got three lots of ten Wardens, um, with one with Lambent Light and two with Speedy Heash, so that's obviously really important. And then he's got 20 Sentinels, and he's got another 20 Sentinels uh, with Teclis in there as well. So more like a very old-school Teclian build, like we've seen, but with more of the Sentinels. And again, if you look, small, minimal combat fighting battle line. It's not really in there for that. Instead, it looks like he's trying to control the board space with Teclis, do the Mortal Wounds from that. He doesn't even have uh, the Spell Portal. Instead, he's only got Emerald Life Swarm for the double tap. So he's going to heal 2d3 of his Wardens or his Sentinels, probably his Wardens, and try and res them and keep them in the game that way, which I think is quite an interesting take. Um, I'm a big fan uh, of... Um, uh, this list, I think it's quite cool. Now, those Sentinels are going to be... The Sentinels are the precise opposite problem to the Gargants. And I honestly, list writing, no idea what to do right now. And it's great seeing someone like Tim push this army around. And it's super cool to see other people pushing Gargants around. Because every time I've written a list that I think, yep, I'm going to get those Gargants. I then think about this sort of list that Tim's running. And I think... Okay, that list is just going to take me to pieces. And I honestly haven't found many things that fit into both categories at the moment, yeah? Um, uh, and it's an, an interesting take. Uh, and I'm sure Tim had all sorts of fun shooting off, like, support characters, key pieces, all manner of things. And Ten Wardens is still some pretty good output. It really, really is. Um, so that's Tim. Now, Corey, uh, if you guys haven't been following uh, us talking on the st Stats Center for a while, um, hey, Warhammer Bruce. Um, uh, it, Corey is smashing it. Uh, he smashed it specifically, like, sp particularly around kind of Christmas in 2021, just after Christmas of 2020, so New Year of 2021, with Daughters of Cain. He, he was using the old Daughters of Cain before, uh, in between Broken Realms of Marathi and the launch of the DOK book. Um, and we were, he was running this thing called Corey's Gambit, uh, which was a, a, a very odd... Calibron teleport using the bringy dingy uh, list. Uh, Corey's an excellent gamer. He's had solid performances all year. Um, he also, uh, yeah, like solid. Like you, you, if you're talking about Australian Age Sigma at the moment, Corey's right at the top of that list. You know, with Smorgan and Arthur and um, uh, Tim uh, and all these people, like Dave Kerr, of course, like all these people, like consistent performers over there. Um, uh, uh, playing small. Uh, hey, Bobbin, what's going on? Hope you're well. Um, uh, and Lackey. Uh, right. Anyway, so Corey uh, was running. Oh wait, is he moved into Zinch? Corey, you monster. Uh, so he's running host duplicitor Zinch, which is means that you can't run away from them. Um, as in, once you're locked into combat with one of the host duplicitor units, you can't retreat away. He's got Kairos Fate Weaver, and he's got an Ogroid Thermitage, which is honestly a good shout, because he's got a D6 Mortal Wound spell. Uh, and he's not bad in a fight. Like, honestly, not bad. 
Like, he's not great, but 165, he's like a mini monster. So you've got Kairos, Changecaster, and Blue Scribes. Blue Scribes is going to give you rerolls to cast across this army. So Changecaster is going to cast a bunch of different spells, as will Ogroid, as will Kairos. Kairos can cast the Ogroid spell, as well as the Changecaster spell, um, which means gives him access to basically flat six mortal wounds from his own spell, Gift of Change, and an additional 3D, 2d6 mortal wound spells um, at 18 inches. So don't get in that 18-inch bubble. Obeyed, I know you're listening. Never do it. Um, and then he's got two units of 10 pink horrors, and then he's got 10 caracalites. Then he's got chronomantic cogs and umbral spell portal. Now, he's uh, obviously taken the, the magnificent trait, so he's got additional spells on here. So it's more of a summoning list um than it is anything else so he's going to sit behind those two units of 10 pink horrors he's going to summon a lot of stuff every spell you cast with each gets you extra fate points oh this is still quite small to see isn't it um every spell you cast gets you extra fate points and that's going to generate you uh, a ton of um uh, summoning and you're going to put that on the board and then anything gets within 18 inches you're going to be able to smoke it with all of your spells it's basically how it works it's a cool list it works really nicely i'm a big fan um uh, and that's Corey, and also Corey's playing it, so uh, he knows what he's about. Now, finally, in the 4-0 place, uh, we had... Uh, let me just make sure I've got this right. Let me check my notes. Oh, no, that's the wrong program. Da, da, da. This is normally put together better. So, uh, in the 4-1 category, so 1-4 uh, is Tyler McDonald with Corn Reapers of Vengeance, which is honestly... Let's go look at that, because... That's unlikely. And then Sam Thompson with his uh, Soul-like Gravelords of Rykos, uh, which they do so well in the 4-1 category. So well. So four wins, one loss. Um, uh, kill uh, Carrot Lol says, Scribes don't need to cast the rerolls because Duplicity Command Trait does that anyway. It's true. It's true, but you do have two sources of it now. And you're going to cast a spell anyway, right? Um so uh, he's got Reapers of Vengeance, his grand strategy is Beastmaster, he's got Bellacor, uh, Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster, Scarbrand, Bloodsecrate, and Scar Bloodwrath. Uh, and then he's got three lots of 10 Blood Reavers. Again, reinforcing that conversation, minimal battle line. They're just going to die to a stiff breeze. He's obviously going to want to generate Blood Tithe points, and there's a way to do it. Uh, two times five Wrathmongers, 10 Gore, and then five Centigore that he's allied in. Corn players are fucking man. This is cool. I imagine the um, the Wrathmongers giving the additional hits uh, to Scarbrand is an interesting take, right? The big boom thirst, big boom thirster on the Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster there, and Bellacor to shut stuff down. Interesting. Honestly, I can't pick this arm, this list apart. Like Tyler must have been playing some pretty solid. Um, uh, they shit uh, my alarm off. Hey Tristan. Um, yeah, honestly, I. I would need Tyler to tell me how this works specifically because some of those key units, like I know Pasky in the chat is saying that those Centigore, they smash. Wrath of Corn isn't the Boom Thurster. Yeah, you're right. It isn't the Boom Thurster. So he's got Scarbrand for some big hits. I'm being a bit fast. Okay. So he's got Scarbrand for the big hits with the um, Wrathmongers give him an additional attack. He's got Scarblood Wrath who keeps dying to generate points. The Blood Reavers, he doesn't even have... A He's got a blood, one blood secretor. Honestly, I don't know how this works. Three attacks with eight more wounds and each attack with Scarbrand. So up to 48 more wounds. So it's the plus. It, do the pluses from the Wrathmongers stack? Because that might be the answer. He might be stacking the pluses from the Wrathmongers. So plus one attack on each um, into, Scar, into Scarbrand for the big smacks. Um, that's a lot though. You're basically like 
organizing everything around one fairly slow dude, I don't think they stack. So then why has he got two? Who knows? Who knows? I don't understand how the fuck that list works. So there you go, Tyler. You've bamboozled me, and I would like someone to tell me how that works, um, is what I'm going to say. But he went, he won four and only lost one, and that's pretty impressive. Um, because honestly, I think corner in a, a tougher place. But he, what, at the end of the day, he's got, what, three monsters? So he's got Ferocious Advance straight off the bat. Um, he's got a bunch of different stuff there. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a good shout. Uh, a well done to Tyler. So that was the Toowoomba Open this weekend. Um, uh, 32 uh, players at that particular event, uh, which is super cool. Um, and that was our only... 2-1 this weekend. That was only two-day event this weekend. Um, and there you go. So then for one-day events, let me go through these. We had War in the Mortal Realms, uh, which was at the Bad Moon Cafe down in London. Uh, and this had three first... Uh, three 3-0 players. You had Matt Goldsborough from the Bad Moon Loons, as we know, uh, a solid war, uh, war gamer. Again, with his Lumineth Realm Lords. Um, uh, yeah, again, with his uh, Lumineth... Lumineth Realm Lords, sorry. Simon Weekly with his uh, Sons of Behemoth Destruction list. And then Ray Standage uh, with his Seraphon Order Army, which is pretty solid. And then our man Owen Jackson, top of the two ones uh, with his OCR Bone Reapers. But yeah, Ray Standage, uh, Simon Weekly, and Matt Goldsborough, all very different 3 0 results. Seraphon, um, uh, Sons of Behemoth, and then Lumineth Realm Lords. So that was the War in the Mortal Realms at the Bad Moon Cafe in London, which happens very regularly. So if you guys ever want to go down there, you should. Uh, over in Cornwall, uh, on Prince Edward Island, uh, we had a, our first one day from Prince Edward Island, I'm pretty certain. Uh, the Blazing Sands event, that's right. Um, and that was taken out by, let me just get this right, Les Ander, Andereg. Um, from the Jacaro Appreciation Society. And he was running a Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. Um, and he'd got himself... Uh, it, it was a, it was only a 1,000-point tournament. I'm pretty certain it was only a 1,000-point tournament, which was one of our... Um, uh, they're all part of the Loons team, they are. Um, are you covering the six turns, six weeks tournament at the end of this week? Maybe, forgive, I'm not sure. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, so that was a 1,000... Per, uh, point event and we also had another thousand point of event this weekend which is quite cool let me just go find that information out uh which was the one coast event um it was a 1000 point tawny with 22 people let me just go find this uh, and that was won by uh, ryan rutherford with his legion of the first prince and brian faber with his sons of behemoth list uh those from the they're from the weird knobs as well um thousand points of uh sons of behemoth gets you by the way a kraken eater and a war stomper and you're done <laughs> <laughs> which i really enjoyed you turn up with two models you can just carry them in your hands get on the bus carry them put them down you're good you're in a good spot there um so yeah that was uh that was the um the one coast 1000 event there was uh, oscar lars uh ran a doubles tournament over uh, uh where was it in sweden i don't know where it was it was somewhere but there was a doubles tournament as well this weekend which is super cute uh, hey Rob, playing my first tournament this weekend. Went two one with Soulbright, Gravelord, Monsters. Your content definitely made me feel better prepared. Hey Kemi Cats, I'm so happy. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, hey, man, I, I, I'm so happy. That's honestly, that's like, that's the best thing that's been said to me. Thanks, Kemi. I'm really happy. 2-1 as well is excellent result with Soulbreak Gravelords. You should be super chuffed. Well done. That's fucking love to hear that. Really happy about that. Um, so, yeah, those are, our, those are our kind of weird and out there events. Uh, in um, So, yeah, let me just get my other event results. So then the Age of Sigmar Battle Line or Bust in Jacksonville. That's right. Uh, in Jacksonville. Let me go find this now. Um, uh, yes, was won by Brandon Voss with his uh, Disciples of Zinch Hosar Carnum list. Um, so he was the only person to go 3-0. Uh, and it's it's pretty similar to what you would expect. Uh, it's got an Ogroid Thermitage, Blue Scribes, Lord of Change, Kairos Fate Weaver, Great Bray Shaman. So it's a big summoning pool. Two lots of, uh, of 10 Pink Horrors, some Karakakalites. Um, and, uh, oh, he hasn't taken... Oh, he has. Chronomantic Cogs, Life Swarm, and Umbral Spell Portal. Um, so just really solid Zinch summoning list. Again, proving its worth. Really difficult to deal with. Those two lots of 10 pink horrors can hold those objectives really well. And then the Lord of Change, Fate Weaver, uh, the Great Bray Shaman to use a bit Devolve. Uh, Blue Scribes in the Ogroid um, is going to do some really good work. Uh, and that's... Uh, so that was... Um, the the Age of Sigmar Battleline or Bust in Jacksonville event, and that was won by, let me just double check one more time, Brand, Brandon Voss. Uh, and then uh, going 2-1 was Zachary Shin, Cody Saltz. Zachary was running Sons of Behemoth. Cody Schultz was Soul Black Gravelords in Vicos. By the way, that's the like third Soul Black Gravelords Vicos dynasty. I don't want to say that I called it when we did the uh, Battle Term review, but we called it, right? That's... I see that all the time now. Uh, Matthew Phillips, Beast Call Raiders, uh, and MLP with City Sigmar Greywater Fastness list, which is pretty cool, going 2-1. So big big props on that. Um, so that was uh, the Age of Sigmar Battleline or Bust in Jacksonville. And then and then our other one dayer was the Sigmar Summer Slam. Let me just double... Uh, let me go find this. Yes, Onboard Gaming presents the Sigmar Summer Slam. Uh, so this was 14 players, and it was Samuel Valdez with his big war um, in uh, in the top bracket, along with Wyatt Schroeder, who was also big war. So it was like a double big war on the top tables, which I thought was amazing. Um, uh, I had to repair a scissor lift. I'm back. Okay. I mean, you can practically do that sticky models in your arms. Okay. Good. Good. I'm going to slow down. I'm reading too many things, chat. When I don't have someone to bounce off, I just talk too fast. I'm just going to calm it down. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, big War equals Big Stonks. Big War does equal Big Stonks. Well, if we want to see how some of these lists are, let's go look at that right now, shall we? Um, so Samuel Veldez was running. Let me just double check. So he was running a Kragnos. Holy shit. Mega Boss or More Crusher, Uruk War Chanter and a War Doc. Then 30 Savage Uruk Ard Boys. Arrow Boys, sorry. Two lots of five Ard boys in the battle regiment. So that was Samuel. Well done, Samuel. That's Kragnos and a Mega Boss and more. Mega Boss and more Crusher slaps, right? Just going to say it. Um, uh, where was this one? This was on board. I'm going to try and find out where it was. One second. This was in uh, Escondido, CA. Is that California? 
sorry boys, you're gonna have to help me out if that's that's what it is. Um, you did miss the Blazing Sun shout out, Tristan. Um, apologies. Uh, ah, the US mayor strikes again. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so that's the call list. And then um, our other 2-1, sorry, our other 3-0 in this list was Wyatt Schroeder with his big war. And that was Mega Boss and War Crusher, Wurgog Prophet, War Doc, Uruk War Chanter, Uruk War Chanter, two lots of five Ard Boys, and again, 30 Savage Uruk Ard Boys, and then a Rogue Idol. I can 100% see those Savage Uruk Boys being really useful at the moment, right? Um, I can really see that being uh, really helpful. Um, because it's just a 60 wound brick on an objective. And like I was talking about, if you look at a lot of the trends of a lot of the lists that are doing well, it's min battle line, or it's a chonky. It's those like 10 uh, pink horrors, 30 savage or card boys, all holding an objective, and then everything else is designed to go grab and smash, which I think is quite interesting. Even... Even Tim McDivitt's lifts with the uh, the three lots of tens of wardens and then the sentinels and techlists and everything's behind it. He's just he's just barely holding objectives and then smashing over the top. Um, uh, trash wounds for the win. Yeah, it's, and it's also a shit ton of attacks. Yeah, uh, 100%. That is correct. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Uh, they should be really chuffed with that. And then uh, in the 2-1 bracket was Chris Daughtry, Gareth Thomas, Matt Jones. Matt Jones is Magikin and Nurgle, which I think is cool. Um, and then Matt uh, Nugan with his uh, Sons of Behemoth. Uh, two Sons of Behemoth, by the way, in the 2-1 bracket there. Uh, I think you're going to see that all the time. I don't think you're not going to stop seeing that. And then finally, our last one day is the Fat Ogre Monthly AOS Tournament. Uh, this had 15 players. Uh, and in first place was Jack Ratley with Legion of the First Prince. He went 3-0. Uh, but Kyle Valdez also went 3-0 with his Slaves to Darkness ever chosen list uh so we'll look at both of those two lists uh because i imagine they've both got bellacore in and that seems to be the takeaway from the day right there are a lot of bellacore lists so the um uh the slaves of darkness list is the six circle host the ever chosen oh yes love love six circles so this is extra damage uh on sixes to hit uh six to wound sorry archeon the ever chosen Chaos Sorcerer Lord, or it's extra damage to Varangard. I can't remember. It's extra damage somewhere in Sixth Circle. Um, Slaves to Darkness, Archeon the Ever Chosen, of course he's in there. Chaos Sorcerer Lord, uh, and then five Chaos Marauder Horsemen, 30 Chaos Marauders in a big brick, uh, plus one damage on the charge. Thanks, Pask. Um, 10 Chaos Warriors, and then those three Varangard. Now they've all got Mark of Zinch uh, and a Chaos War Shrine with Heal again. With heal again. This is a one dayer, so this isn't the same as Dave's. Uh, this is a one dayer, but it's still great to see that tech in there. Not going for curse, and instead of having heal on there, just healing Archeon up even more, I think is really interesting. That Mark of Zinch coming in super clutch across the army because he's giving him reroll ones to save. So there's Varangard with plus one save. He's giving him uh, going from a three up to a two up, rerolling ones. Um, uh, oh, actually, there was also one day in Germany this weekend. Thank you. I'll, I'll click that in a moment. Um, uh, nice. I'll uh, I'll read that in a second. Uh, but yeah, uh, like that list is just really solid Warhammer at this at the moment. Um, rerolling ones from Mark of Zinch. Anything with a two up, a three up save, coming in a two up save, and then getting those rerolls. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of this in the future. Uh, 
Um, uh, looking forward to playing at the biggest Aeros tournament Northam in Norway. Araby Viking. When is that? Uh, tell me when that is. Um, and then the other list that went 3-0 at this event. Uh, so this is the Fat Ogre monthly AOS tournament. Uh, was the Legion of the First Prince list. And it had Kairos, Bellacor, Sloppity Bar Piper, Slaves to Darkness, Demon Prince. Um, the corn version, obviously. Um, it doesn't say that on there, but it will be. With the Ruinous Aura and the Armour of Pact. Oh, it does say Mark Corn, sorry. And the Contorted Epitome with the Fourfold Blade. So doing D3 Mortal Wounds. Um, and then... Uh, 20 Plague Bearers, which are going to tie in so well with Sloppity Bar Piper. Two lots of 10 Plague Bearers, and then three Screamers of Zinch, and then the Umbral Spell Portal. And obviously that's going to tie in super well with Kairos. So you're going to be able to summon Pink Horrors from this list as well. Uh, you're going to be able to make units fight on death. You're going to be able to give them an additional ward. Legion of, Fir Legion of the First Prince Stonks are actually higher now. Uh, because you... I don't know if... The um, the six of DPR that you get from Legion of the First Prince counts as a ward, and if it doesn't um, actually say it's a ward save, then you'll be able to stack that with Disgusting Resilience as well as other wards that you might be able to put into that list now, uh, which is pretty uh, impressive, uh, I think. Uh, it's not a ward. Oh, no. So Legion of the First Prince stonks are through the, that, through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. Um, like... They work so well. Um, mm. Wow, that's just going to get better. Initial um, scene with wards after saves is some TOs I wanted to collapse them and only allow a single post armor save, which is clearly not the case in the FAQ, says Psycho. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about wards in a moment. Let me just finish off a couple of things that got brought up in the chat. So, upcoming events, there's loads. We have uh, Blood Tithe in the UK. Um, which is, we've got Age of Sigmar Six Nations. There's a bunch of events around the world. There's a big event over in Norway, like uh, we just got told about, um, the Armacon Norse Hammer Open. Uh, so it's going to have like nearly 50 players there. So that's really fun. Uh, so loads of events coming up in the next few weeks uh, all over. Um, and then there was also an event this weekend in Germany uh, with Caradron Overlords, Flesh Eater Courts, and Seraphon. Oh, and Ardeneth Deepkin all winning three. All winning three, so a very thick uh, 3-0 bracket. So Ironet Deepkin, Seraphon, Flesh Eater Courts, Carrion Overlords. Actually, first time I've read about Ironet Deepkin doing well in Age of Sigmar 3, actually. Uh, even in the 4-1 brackets, I think we've rarely seen them, which I think is interesting. Now, some people might say that it's all because they just stacked their command ability in turn 3 and it never actually took any skill to do so. But, yeah... Um, Hey, yes, meatballs. Where's Brewhammer at? Uh, big love to you. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's over in Germany. So it was Castellan with his Caradron Overlords, Drust with his Fresh Eater Court, Cipola with his Seraphon, and Baby Wind with his Eidneth Deepkin. Um, uh, uh, it's a bar. Nice. Right, okay. Because uh, Rend is pointless now. That's also true. Uh, they also have been hurt by Rend massively as well. Um, uh, there were two in the top ten at the Florida, uh, says Final Flash. Thanks, Final Flash. Sorry if I missed it. Um, okay, alright, so one big event, loads of little events. What do we take from this at the moment? Uh, current trends, how do we feel uh, about some of these? Um, now, one day is, uh, I think, not necessarily the best indication, but I would say that like there are some big stonks in Age of Sigmar lists, and I would say that probably the biggest one is Soulblight Gravelords. I really feel like Silverlight Gravelords has got some real solid legs, and I've been saying this for a few weeks, in that 4-1 bracket, 5-0 territory. 
they're just very very good in my opinion and we've seen a bunch of different versions of it we've seen uh, specifically vicross lists doing really well but i think we're also seeing uh, more of the armor heavy manfred versions and there's also the nagash variant as well so i think soulblight grave lords a very wide book with a lot of play which i think is quite interesting mega gargants fantastic at four ones most likely you could just i think you can pick up any mega gargant army and probably just go win two games because you've got mega gargants right um also big takeaway the norn uh, is that people are playing games which is obviously excellent um uh so a uh, person that took second at my event plays first ever games of anything tabletop ever, uh, which is really great, Tristan. I'm really happy about that. Archeon the Three-Eyed King, thank you uh, uh, for subscribing. Finally, Dan, you've been, you've been, is that who you are? Oh my God. That's so exciting that that's who you are. <laughs> Go on, Dan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, finally, I know. I'm really happy about that. Um... So, quick question. What's the next AOS tourney in the arena? Is a week on Saturday. Uh, Ziggy uh, is the next one here. Um, so, uh, and I should I need to reply to you about those things. So, I'll do that after the show. I think people are down on them because people uh, hate on Marathi and Bosonates ahead of their new album. I think they are. Um, I was surprised we didn't hear a single DOK list today. Yeah, I think like there are only so many of them in the world, right? Uh, like there are only so many of each army in the world and whether or not someone's pushing them around a lot. And you've got to ask yourself, does Marathi play well into kind of the Archeon lists, which are doing better and better and better? Like it's so interesting to see these lists. And I think Dave has got it, the kind of the headline winner of the weekend, really, um, in having that multiple heals and multiple saves. Having it in Zinch also seems really strong as well, but he's got a nice supporting cast in Slaves to Darkness as well. We saw earlier in Age of Sigmar 3, a couple of weeks ago actually, I can't remember who was running it, so I'm sorry about that, uh, but we saw an amazing Six Circle host the Ever Chosen list as well with the 3x3 Varangard with Sinesh, Mark of Sinesh, not Zinch, and then um, generating those extra hits for the extra damage. So there's some really good survivability in there as well. Another key takeaway, like I've said, I think, is all of those min battle lines just doing their jobs. And even the call list that did okay was Scarbrand, min battle line, just looking for the one big hit. And that's really interesting if you think about how you score points. The way you score points, obviously, is you have your monster do an... Uh, uh, you you do a battle tactic anyway, but the way to win is have a monster do it for an additional 1vp. It doesn't sound like a lot, but you're also playing those other single games. And I think you're playing that primary game anyway. You're scoring those points. You're assumed to be scoring those points. So you're really trying to see how you can push your list to score an additional... It's only an additional four points over the course of the game, um, maximum. But it's still really important important to achieve if you can. Uh, hey, Wraith. These are the first Prince Stonks. is great news for my Bastilladons. Uh, it is. And Wraith, congratulations uh, on the uh, result at the weekend. Great work. Um, a lot of people saying Marathi and the Bosnakes are touring abroad right now. Because um, uh, Pasky's saying Daughters of Cain Stonks go up with the Ed Sheeran changes. That's true. So the change to Archeon. Archeon being probably one of the, if not the, major threat in Age of Sigmar 3, the change to Archeon is, will we see Archeon taken? And that's because we've seen his War Scroll change a little bit. So his uh, Eye of Shireen, or the Eye of Ed Sheeran, um, reroll sixes to hit has been changed to a once per battle ability for minus one to hit. Now that's not going to affect things like Sentinels or Marathi Bow Snakes or Wardens or things that could probably bring him down. But he's also got a four up ward save against Mortals. 
So I think he's probably fine, to be honest. I don't think he's worse. I think he's good. Um, uh, I think he, yeah, I think he's probably as good, is what I'm trying to say. With the clutch, once per battle minus one to hit might actually be really important in the right matchups. It really might be in the right matchups. Um, uh, minus one to hit works better against shooting. There you go, says Arky on the three eye king. I think the reroll sixes was actually quite nice into Lumineth. Um, which you can see a lot of anyway. Um, so yeah, what do I, uh, what do we think at the end of today's results? I think that there's, and with the FAQ in mind, okay, I think Archeon's as good as before. Maybe a tiny bit worse, but I don't think it's perceptible, basically, at most ends. I think Sons of Behemoth are excellent. Are really, really excellent. I think Legion of the First Prince Stonks and things like Nurgle, Beast Core Raiders, and a, um, maybe even Skaven. Uh, not Skaven so much because it's a support piece. Beast Core Raiders, Nurgle, definitely, uh, although rumors of a new book coming up, uh, are going to be really impacted by the ability to stack uh, ward saves. I think that's going to be pretty key as well. Um, there, but there are some other kind of FAQ changes. Nurgle being able to place their forests not in the middle now, uh, or the Fecund Narmor and in their own territory is a problem. Um, so we might see that have some effect. Um, uh, so Daughters of Cain might have been losing matchup to Soft Winning matchup versus Archeon, which means you probably will see more Daughters of Cain. Um, you might see more Daughters of Cain. I think Daughters of Cain are in a really solid place anyway. So they're also up there. Zinch, Zinch is up there, as is Zinch. Archeon is up there. Archeon in Slaves is up there. Um, uh, Soulblight, Gravelords, and uh, uh, Sons of Behemoth in that 4-1 bracket. Cities of Sigma are still an incredibly solid force. Uh, uh, it does, Dan. It does, Dan. Sorry, just counts for the first tree. But that first tree was fairly important for Alpha Striking Nurgle lists, I thought. Uh, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, the effect of Narmor allows you to run and charge. So I think being able to not put the first one out into uh, the um, the the mid-board necessarily uh, means you can't maybe run and charge. But like I think the Nurgle officiators will talk about it. Are FEC looking good in this edition? Well, they're looking a little, a little bit better since the ward sacking staves because that works really nicely for a, a Gorking on Terror Geist with an Amulet of Destiny and also their spell. But getting those spells off is going to be really hard. Um, my biggest takeaway is what Jacob Berry is saying in the chat. And I think it's probably the one I'll leave you with before we try to get the stats for you next week from the Honest Wargamer. Um, uh, our man Ziggy in the chat is uh, helping us with that. So big shout out to him. Is that I think that the, the top bracket is actually really, really wide. And I think working out how to get your few minimum points... Um, uh, uh, Rob, stop saying it's easy stacking after saves are not wards. Yes, sorry, it's not. I mean, I consider them to be wards. You're right. DPRs and wards are not the same. Of course. I don't mean you can stack a ward and a ward. You can't stack a ward and a ward. You can stack a ward and a DPR, a damage prevention roll. Yeah, or an after save as, um, is another way of putting it. It shouldn't be like that, but it is, right? I don't want it to be like that. And it's dumb, but while it's like that, either a TO is going to FAQ it or comp it, or you're going to have Legion of the First Prince lists and Nurgle lists and even Beast Call Raider lists and Flesh Eater Course lists that are going to benefit from being able to achieve those things. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the 
things I don't see a lot of at the moment is cities of Sigma lists in the 4-1-5-0 bracket. And I think that there's some amazing cities of Sigma lists in the 5-0-4-1 uh, bracket. And if you want to go and find out more about them, you should go check out Simon's Order Academy on YouTube. Uh, so that's Simon Hall. He's been doing a really solid job of talking about loads of those types of lists. Also really fun and I think predominantly very anti-meta. And what I mean by that is a lot of the really, really big threats, I think Cities of Sigmar armies can deal with them better than anyone else. Um, I think that they can play really well into Gargants. I think that they can play quite well into Lumineth. Um, and I think they they play okay into Zinch, but probably struggling into Zinch. But they play really well into big monsters. Um, so I would go and be checking that out if I were you guys. If you want something a little off-meta and you wanted to be a bit more, you know, out there. Um uh, so that's it. That's it from today. Uh, I apologize if it was a bit of a mess because uh, it feels like it was a bit of a mess today. Uh, obviously missing Owen um, and then I'm doing this on four hours sleep. So uh, apologies to everyone. Uh, but glad we got it in. Glad we talked about the event results from the weekend. If you do have event results from the weekend coming for next Monday, do message us with all of those results. Thanks to everyone for sending us those results as well. Uh, and my, my shout out for today... Um, I just want to make sure I get this because uh, I can. It, it's to Gary. Uh, I'm going to try and get it right. Gary ha House Child. I'm just going to say House Child. I don't think that's wrong. Um, uh, so big shout out to him uh, for sending me some event results today. It's very much appreciated, uh, and I hope he's well. Um, you run a messy show where you don't talk about these things you're supposed to. Fucking surprising. What thing? What am I meant to talk about? <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, playing a friendly 1.5k this week and the new Stormcast vs Ogres and no idea how to get this rid of a Stonehorn with a 5++ I don't know, you could just ask him not to bring it uh, Deshumi, just do that Dave, big love to you uh, Plymouth Troll says you know I'm hustling it's been lovely talking to all of you uh, we'll be back for the 40k adjacent show tomorrow we're not live tonight for the Age of Sigmar Monday show uh, Nathan got lost in a field um, uh, <laughs> James still isn't sure if he even likes playing Warhammer anymore. Uh, Dad is still away. I know, I know, I know, I know. We will return next week. Um, I know. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, Nathan got lost in the whole field. It's a whole thing. Um, uh, but what are you do, going to do? Uh, but we're going to be live tomorrow for the 40k Jason Show. We'll be live Wednesday and we'll be live later in the week. I've got Nurgle faction reaction coming up this week. We've got a load of different stuff. Um, uh, so uh, love to you all thanks for tuning in I uh, hope you have a really nice day and I'll see you guys soon